Hello and welcome to the CEO Blind Spot Show, where leaders reveal their blind spots and best practices. I'm your host, Birgit Camps, and today's guest is Ricardo Boyer, founder of Blue Hills Natural Health. So welcome to the show, Ricardo. Thank you, Birgit. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I think one of your best practices includes taking a holistic approach to being a leader because I know that you've got a Bachelor of Science in Engineering. I know you have a Master's of Science in Integrative Medicine from George Washington University. I know you've interned at Emory University Hospital. I mean, you've such a diverse skill set of, mm. you know, what you focused on and you lead your practice. And then on top of that, you also apparently are smart. I don't know if that's part of the requirement because you graduated summa cum laude. You've, you figure obviously things out in, in many different fields. You research all the time. Yes. <laughs> so tell me, yes. why do you think you've succeeded? <laughs> well, thank you for that. Very kind introduction. Yeah, success, you know, in healthcare, it's always really about patients. It's always about the person you're working with. And part of that has to do with, you know, what you bring to the table, you know, the smarts, the things that you've learned in school, but so much of it is people skills, really. And when you were just mentioning those different work environments that I've participated in, they were all kind of schools to learn more about people learn how to work in a team setting, which there's so much complexity there because you're dealing with the structure of that unique organization and you're dealing with individual people within that with the different personalities. And if you are looking to maximize, right, the, the benefit that that team can offer you as a team player, you have to kind of learn uh, where the, the booby traps are, where, where people's blind spots are. You like to use that word blind spots. And I think that's a tremendous word because we all have them. And I think we have to help each other realize those blind spots in ourselves and, and then, you know, work together for the benefit that you're there to, to provide. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because it, on top of everything else, in terms of you learning uh, yes. to your point about people is you've worked at universities, you've, you've worked with others and other practices. And then you also then became an entrepreneur. This is your second venture as an owner. So right. what inspired you to, after having succeeded in all those other different areas, to become the founder of your own company and, and stick with us this time? Right. Wow. Those are good questions. I'm thinking of all the life circumstances that force you to, to revisit your vehicle that you desire to work in? What's your practice going to look like? So, and I was thinking about this the other day because in our profession, in integrative medicine, it's a very personalized profession, right? So the protocols that we use are, are customized and individualized. So having started in private practice and then moving and managing other practitioners and then going into private practice again, I think the biggest reason for me being an entrepreneur right now in private practice is that I lost the ability to personalized care. In the other combined practice, I was in charge of developing wellness programs like chronic pain. And so in order to get everybody on the same team, you have to sort of, you know, homogenize things. And we tried to do that for a while. And I guess in combination with the people that I was working with, it was, it really didn't go very far. It didn't go as far as I wanted it to. And part of that, as I was saying before, is that this, this type of work that we do is very, very 
personalized. And the big integrative medicine clinics out there, there is the experience. And I don't know if any of your listeners have been to one of these, but there's the experience that you hear from patients that have gone there is that they're just kind of treated like a number. It's Mm. like, you know, all the patients coming in, it's, there's, there's little customization, Mm -hmm. even though that that is what is advertised. And so you lose that when you diversify too big in an industry that really it shines when it is, you know, hyper-personalized. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well then sounds to me, one of your best practices is to be very customized in your approach or personalized in your approach. And you've got an engineering background, masters of science and all these things, but what did you struggle with or what blind spots did you have as a leader? I go back to focus and organization. Um, That is not anything that has come easy to me, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, before even engineering, I don't know if I told you this, Birgit, but I started a trajectory in the music industry, right? Um, So yes, exactly. So music was my first passion and I was very good at math as well, right? So I had to make a big decision that when I transitioned solely to medicine, which, you know, that was a whole nother series of events that led to that, but I knew that I had to begin to uh, grow up fast. And Mm -hmm. with that, a lot of organization, time management, um, I, I had to move into a greater range of focus. And so that really is what, what kind of led me to becoming that person that you see here today. And so are you saying to lead people well, you needed to be organized? I would say, okay, from the leadership standpoint, definitely the organization. Um, Yes. Uh, I always have good kind of camaraderie with the people that I was leading, right? That, That wasn't a problem. And there would be, you know, social events that we were all friendly with. That's fine. I don't think that in my case uh, was a hindrance, but the organization, absolutely. Those were the skills that I had to develop, again, that did not come easy to me. And, you know, the blind spot, however, and I learned this the hard way. um, And in integrative medicine, we always preach about prevention, right? Prevention is worth a pound of cures. Mm -hmm. And um, so what happened in the other practice when I was integrating with a larger number of people with management, it, it, it got diffused. And what I learned, and this was a hard lesson for me, is that I did not communicate enough the imbalances that I was seeing. I thought I had. I thought I was kind of saying, look, I see a problem here. I called some meetings. But um, it got to a point where if I, if I really am honest with myself, I could have done more, right? I took the, I took the position back then, like, oh, I'm just frustrated. I got to get out of here. And maybe, you know, ultimately that ended up needing to be the case. But in all honesty, I could have done more and really pressed the issue more and represented the imbalance so that we could perhaps have continued in that practice together. Who knows? I love what you said about preventative, right? Would you say that perhaps it was at the very beginning before you even joined them that not enough conversations were had about where, where your vision was or your values were? Or Yeah, um, that's a good question. I mean, the visions and the values were changing as I was changing. I have to recognize that, you know, during that process, I was developing into the practitioner that I am today. And I wasn't really aware of it. I was exploring my interests, but... 
I pride myself on communication. It's the best kind of results that I can get with people I work with when I am more in mm. contact with them, when we have appointments to really clarify things. And so that same principle, I would have to say, that's right. There could have been more done even in the beginning, mm. right? To describe the interest that I was developing and, you know, seeing if that could have integrated itself into the practice and allowed that part of the practice to evolve. Yeah. Um, Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And then a lot of leaders have been struggling through crisis. And I know you you experienced crisis way early on in your life when your father, who was a doctor, you know, up and and left with you guys to come to the United States because of the political unrest situation. You had to start over. And, yes. uh, and obviously there's been many issues happening in the medical field, but the, do you have yes. a tip or two that you want to share with leaders in terms of how you've handled crisis? Don't panic, right? Keep mm. light on your feet. Things will always change for, I would say for the better. I'm, I, I believe myself to be an optimist and I think that helps in times mm. of great uncertainty. And what I did intuitively too, during all that time, especially as I started working is just diversifying, right? My practice and not, mm. you know, not getting stuck in maybe one area. I had that opportunity, right? So when I started my practice in Houston, I worked mm-hmm. both in an integrative medical clinic and I started my private practice kind of at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I had two things going on so that you're more resistant to the volatile changes in the economy and the things that are going to be coming up. You know, you mentioned yeah. uh, my background coming from Chile and the political unrest there. And that, you know, force is it's hard. It's growing pains. Most thing you want when you're a kid is just to be stable and go to the same school and have the same set of friends. But when that's not your lot, you know, either you just sink in, a, in futility or, you know, you, you actually take advantage of it and, you know, appreciate the, the new opportunities that could come. And, um, Maybe that led to the diversity of the practice. And then when I moved to Georgia, I would always come back to Houston and just intuitively just kind of kept a bunch of plates spinning. Right. And I think that's that's helped me until today. Yes. Very good. Well, I certainly appreciate and have benefited from you taking a holistic approach to life, I would even say, and as a leader. So I appreciate you being on the show and sharing your wisdom. And I'll put it in the description, but if people want to know more about you, they can go to ricardoboyer.com. And thanks again for continuing to lead. Thank you, Barry. Appreciate it.